You're listening to DraftKings Network. Folks, Mother's Day is around the corner, and let me talk to you about 1-800-Flowers. I can't wait. Every year to tradition, I send stuff to my mother, my mother-in-law, and my wife because they are three amazing moms. They're better than all your moms out there. You think you have good moms? No, I have good moms in my life. I'm just kidding. This was a little harsh. I'm sure you guys all have good moms too. From your mom to the mother of your children and all the moms in between, this Mother's Day, give back to the ones that have given you everything. 1-800-Flowers helps you celebrate all amazing moms from homemade bouquets, sweet treats, gourmet food, and one-of-a-kind gifts ordered easily and delivered fresh. For a limited time, you can save up to 40% off Mother's Day bestsellers at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Order today and save up to 40% at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley, SAB, the CV, copyright 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey, please drink responsibly. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Dan Lebitard Show with Stugatz is presented by 1-800-Flowers.com. DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. This is the Dan Lebitard Show with the Stugatz Podcast. We have talked a lot over the years here about Saturday Night Live. Mike Schur and Adam McKay were both writers in their early 20s at Saturday Night Live. It has been a comedic institution that has birthed a lot of comedians, and the whole landscape has changed. And Joe Rogan is birthing entire economies that are really, really lucrative for an assortment of his friends in a audio and video space that is really changing the business. Shane Gillis is the best of these comedians that Rogan has birthed. He might not yet be the most successful because Tom Segura is looking down on his fans and Burt Kreischer is selling out giant places, but he is somebody who has gotten the attention of the internet and everything he does, a million people view it. He is the hottest comedian since Bo Burnham, who sort of dominated uh, the landscape during the pandemic. Shane Gillis, everyone's taking notice of what this guy is doing. And now he's hosting Saturday Night Live later this month after his career blossomed because he was let go from Saturday Night Live before ever doing anything. He was hired as a cast member and then was quote unquote canceled. And that's not a real thing. The comedians who are quote unquote canceled are having thriving branding businesses off of being canceled. And so now the show that fired him for some slurs that were in his podcast past is bringing him back as host and needs him more than he needs them, which is stunning 
to watch. And he's an interesting comedian because this is the line that he walks on. Not unlike Chappelle walked on the line where, hey, uh, I'm not making fun of black people. I'm making fun of the way that white people view black people. Bud Light has signed up Shane Gillis thinking he's a counter to Dylan Mulvaney. Bud Light's brand has been damaged by just having an Instagram influencer who is trans around their product. It wasn't even commercials. And now Bud Light is getting Shane Gillis and conservatives are celebrating that they got Shane Gillis without realizing that Shane Gillis is often making fun of conservatives. He's not one of you. And he's walking a space that no other comedian I see is walking. I, I have a particular investment in the arc of Shane Gillis because what he got uh, punished for by SNL, which is to say the reason they didn't hire him was because a part of his podcast from many moons ago, he was doing like truly uh, like extreme caricatures of Asian people. And that was the thing. And when you saw it, when I saw it at first, absent any of the surrounding information about who this guy was or what else he was doing or what is this even... It was like, oh, this is textbook horrifying. This is textbook lazy. This is something that you would not get away with except for a parody of an Asian person. And so I was very out on Shane Gillis as a guy who I ever wanted to see again, personally. Shane Gillis is so funny that I <laughs> have had to admit that he's actually just super talented. He won you back over. Because he's actually good well, at comedy. Funny, man. And so part of me, like part of the racial politics of this, of course, is like, do we all have to be union reps when it comes to like, oh, this person has insulted my people. And then you have to do the also more, I think, you know, profound investigation into what was he really trying to do, which gets into the realm of another topic that's fascinating, which is to say um, impressions. Who can do an impression? And, and how do we discern motive behind the impression? So for me... Over time, I realized, okay, Shane Gillis actually isn't what that one clip portrayed him to be. Mm -hmm. And he's also super funny. Oh, but also that was when he was amateur and the character has learned and now developed. You know, Andrew Dice Clay a million years ago says he was playing a character and it was misogynistic and homophobic and it was a terrible character. But he always said, but this is a character. This is the evolution of that that is smarter because he's still doing stuff that's objectionable, okay? He uses uh, gay in a, in a way that feels pejorative, but he's very much in character with what it is that he's doing. He is the everyman trying to appeal to the everyman while also, what are you laughing about? He, I mean, call, he called the movie Hidden Figures, Medea Goes to the Moon. God damn. <laughs> so goddamn <laughs> We well, said his father calls that. <laughs> so you're laughing at the private show that's happening in your head here. That you're you're doing your own show in front of what? a microphone, thinking things before saying them and laughing to yourself. I found what, that helpful. What, I mean, when you said when he said he's made these jokes that are objectionable, that's the first thing that popped in my head, and so I laughed. Because he's walking funny. the line, though. To to me, one of the more fascinating things happening here with the business of comedy is the podcast business largely sucks. It really does, uh, but. At the top end of it, these comedians are eating like these. Well, uh, yes, the 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 cancel the alleged cancellation of Shane Gillis, which resulted, by the way, um, down the line, the domino effect in the uh, cancellation of Bud Light, and now the uncancellation using Shane Gillis. Um, no question, it was good for and him. Rogan. and Rogan, but it was good for him, right? So, like, there are a couple of. This is one of those stories where many things are true at the same time. It really is. 
Cancellation only exists if you operate in the mainstream. If I want a, sh a job on SNL, the super highway to success for comedians, then yes, I can be canceled. If but this is a new lane. I mean, they're I popular. Know. They're popular at least in part. The reason they're making so much money is a, is at least in part. And it's not a small part. So many people are saying, "Oh, wait, I'm listening to something that's actually free. That these guys don't have consequences. This is a dirtier talk than I'm going to get anywhere in the mainstream. That's sort of contaminated by all that wokeness that both sides complain about." So, so decades ago, Lenny Bruce got arrested. For having George Carlin too immoral. What the the, the morality? The words was, you can't say. Yeah, the words you can't say, was, and even the content. Lenny Bruce would do stuff that wasn't necessarily using f bombs or whatever, but it was like this is explicit content. Cops would grab him and take him off stage and arrest him. And you know what that did for Lenny Bruce? Anytime Lenny Bruce is playing somewhere, people were like, "Ah, oh, shit, I gotta see this." They they are now making more Pablo. It's, it's like it's like you know it's like, you know weird the weirdest comp I can make. Remember when The Passion of the Christ came out and everybody was like, this is an awful da 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 And that movie did numbers because of they the should, uproar. They shouldn't be uh, complaining about cancel culture. They should be celebrating it. It is profitable for the best of them. It's it's a gold mine. But it reminds me of the ways in which all of us, and I was thinking about this with the Grammys, all of us still want the mainstream recognition. Shane Gillis is hosting SNL, I'm sure, on some level to his fans. It's like, ah, he's going to stick it to him like Norm MacDonald did after he got fired from SNL that got invited to host. Part of me also thinks this is actually a valuable thing personally to that guy in the way that you want to win the award, you want to be canceled to make the money, but you also want to be approved of by the people who still, in your mind, matter. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Simply Safe. When you travel, do concerns back home nag you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? That's why I recommend investing in Simply Safe Home Security today for award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. I've had Simply Safe in my home for many years now. The peace of mind it gives me, especially during the summertime when I'm all over the place, is incredible because I know the things I care about, the things I value back home. I can always keep an eye on it using Simply Safe's indoor and outdoor cameras. So do me a favor. Before you head out on your next vacation, make sure to protect your whole home with Simply Safe variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, plus add sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, no contracts to worry about, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. So right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash DLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. The Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz is presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. I have a content conundrum here because I've got Pablo and Amin in studio. Pablo Tori finds out a very popular podcast, Oddcat, Oddball, another very popular podcast. It's part of the Lebetard and Friends Network. Both Amin and Pablo love the Shane Gillis uh, comedy subject matter. But I have a photo of Frank Martin that I have to show the people. Oh. The uh, the Cuban Frank Martin Martin from Miami. He's at UMass now. He's at. How's he doing? Yeah. Oh, oh my wow. lord! No Kingpin. way. That is that's Lex uh, Luthor. No, it's right? Kingpin. Kingpin. Shout out to Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm -hmm. More Kingpin than Lex Luthor. Yeah. Lex oh Luthor. no, yeah, I see he's the bottom boxy. half now. The bottom half now makes this Kingpin. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great look for Frank Martin, it, and it's it, but it's villainous. A little is it David not? Byrne as well. Mm. 
David and, Byrne from the Talking Heads. Yeah, David yeah. Byrne. Huh? Yeah. David you Byrne's not that thick. That's no, oh, oh, you are showing your ass right now, Dan Levitard. Stop. Video team sad. summon David Byrne in the giant suit. First shout out to Wilson Fisk. You have okay, David Byrne. How do you not get that, that reference? That, that physically, they were hugely thick. influential. Yeah. They had I, Johnny Marr playing. I I know, but in appearance, we're talking about appearance. Yeah, Byrne's famously, the- David Byrne wore an oversized suit. Yeah, yeah. 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 sense. Yeah, one of the great. As Bomani Jones called it, the greatest concert film of all time. I shame on you. No, but you. I know we're dated, and sometimes we don't. Oh, Con Air. What are we talking about? To the audience, how that one flew over your head? No, it's not that it Thank flew you, over Mike. my head. It's that he looks like he's wearing his daddy's clothes where Frank Martin that fits that's got, not oversized on Frank Martin I got uh, I put Frank Martin in that suit on the movie poster for Stop Making Sense and I got like seven likes like no one got oh so I, I think I Dan's speaking it, Mike. for the, I'm sorry the I'm gonna like that now I mean you're, go you like guys that. are yelling at me and yes. I, the point I'm making stands look at David Byrne in terms of physically how he looks inside of what it is Frank Martin's wearing Frank Martin fills that out no it, you're saying don't. David Byrne is not filling that out right now is no that, what you're saying? that is what I'm saying that is what I'm saying it looks three sizes too big no. uh, th- it, triple the size it should be on David Byrne it looks the correct size I just retweeted Mike sorry Mike thanks that one. Great. Great. My first retweet. Engagement. So it looks pa- like it's you uh, playing goalie. Uh, it looks like goalie. Right well now. said. Pablo was. I have a cigarette in my mouth, Dan. <laughs> yes, chef. Yes, pa- chef. <laughs> Behind. Pablo uh, was asking me during the break if I have ever found something so funny that it reaches beyond wherever it is that I get offended and still support that person. And I'm like, yes, when Ozzie Guillen was the manager of the Marlins. <laughs> Wait, so why? So the context is that Shane Gillis said many textbook Asian racism caricature things. Right. And I was like, that guy is so funny uh-huh. that I, I need to admit this and actually find a way to enjoy this for my own sanity. And Ozzy Guillen was that the, for the, you? The reason Ozzy Guillen was is because before he started a season of Great Expectations, he came into town, Miami, and said that he liked Fidel Castro. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it's our Hitler. He who shall not be named. So, yeah, Cubans were offended. And I'm like, but he's funny. But I like him as my manager because he says stuff. Like, I don't like that. But... Yeah, you know, it's offensive. It's, it's obviously offensive. It's the worst. You were it, willing to give him a second chance. Put it to the rug. It's the worst thing he could have. I mean, I, if you tell what me. What a bold choice for him to make. In Time Magazine. <laughs> and and he, he said he didn't agree with everything, but he liked some things that, yeah. yeah Tony, we can't both sides that one. The heart <laughs> of it was one side like, on that one. for him to operate at the level that he is, despite everybody hating on him. I like that about him, was essentially his point. Um, I just uh, wanted in a Marlins uniform. And you peel back the curtain on his politics. All right, Jeremy, I mean, what were you whispering no, to each other and giggling no, no, about? No, oh, no, okay. The sideshow okay. between no, Amin right, and the container. Both of you out. Like, honest to God. Be funny at the microphone or get the hell out of here. Started this segment saying he's got to balance a lot of content decisions. Just I'm go. trying to find go. out what they are. Just I'm get hoping to God one of them is a Nick song. Uh, get out of here. Go ahead and play the Nick song while Amin sits in the penalty box. I'm tired of us paying Amin for content that's best off air. Well, no, you don't. You don't want him just getting the Ray Allen neon green light. Some of that uh, weren't stuff we just talking about? Port- weren't, we ju- weren't we just talking about free spaces in comedy? The Amin show that's dirty. 
that gets Amin in real trouble is the one people would actually want to hear. It's no, no, not the the people here. The fact that Amin still has discretion is kind of stunning. Yeah, I'm happy about it because he's he's been rewarded for his general approach. Yeah. Taylor made a song about the New York Knicks. I guess there's something about Speaking Pablo's uh, appearances on this show that inspired this side of Taylor because he's a big Knicks fan and he's also a huge Tar Heel. And I've been privy to the Skip and Vip show. I've been been really enjoying that. John Skipper and Taylor have been talking North Carolina basketball more in the last 15 minutes in that room than we have in 20 years <laughs> doing this. So here is Taylor's latest Knicks song. Pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce ourselves. We are the Knicks. Oh. And we got OG in a trade from the North and an OB. Bully ball, rough and tough. Charles Oakley, CEOs of the NYC. Knicks, right from the tip. Jalen Jones is on fire. Handles, got him spinning light, closing the dryer. Isaiah Hartenstein learned to pronounce that name. Got the whitest Dante in the game, making it rain. That's right, Knicks. Oh. At MSG, Randall will take you in the paint. No one could do it better. That's precious, he's our rim protector. My homie Tibbs told me, do finish your breakfast. So that's what I'm going to do. Put on orange and blue with the Tims. Call the fan and talk reckless. Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect this. Sitting courtside like movie directors. This ain't a movie, dog. The foreign player, uh, Dante... I, I can't uh, I pronounce think, his last name. I don't name. think he's a foreign player either. <laughs> I can't pronounce Dante his... Dante DiVincenzo? <laughs> I was going to say... I've never been more embarrassed. And then I heard the last couple of sentences. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, ad-libs in, in the back and the hype and stuff up can't be the same volume I feel as like your narrator. Taylor also became a couple of slightly different characters who are mostly yeah. the same, but slightly different enough to be conspicuous. Also, does he know that we have a studio with microphones that we can record in? Yeah, did he do that on voice notes? How did that get aired? Because it's bad, bad is a new good. I want to put Taylor on the therapy couch. Uh, Whoa, more yes. Taylor. Yes, we're after that. Put, put Taylor on the therapy couch right now. Well, I, you said that you had to balance a lot of content decisions. I do. May I recommend not doing that? I do. Uh, you cannot. Can we call that. Ronnie Cheng? Uh, you can. <laughs> By the way, thanks for that one. <laughs> Yo, Dan, what were you doing? Ronnie was texting me. Before that uh, aired, in, or at least before I saw it, and I was like, oh, something's gone. Something's gone horribly <laughs> What did horribly he say? Wrong. What did he say to you before you had seen the, the... I don't think it was anything that he wouldn't or didn't say on air. I talked to him. What was his vibe? I don't want to speak for Ronnie because Dan has talked to Ronnie. Dan can characterize Ronnie's feelings. I think when Ronnie pointed out uh, on the show, why have one bad interview when you can have two simultaneously? I was like, A okay. great line. A great line. There's nothing better that I, I can summarize. And all that. I apologized to him for, and he was uh, wonderful in accepting this as an apology. I'm just like, just sold out Rockefeller's. Uh, sorry, uh, just sold out Radio City. By the way, nice. A little plug there, Dan. No, it's his boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm what trying. You, uh, this is my friend that you have uh, torched a potential bridge to, and so I'm trying to point out that you know Try, he's trying to show the value of the show. Yes, that's right. Respect. I simply apologized to him, and he seemed to understand as someone who uh, works in this medium. I was also trying to incorporate somebody who was going 100 miles an hour on a speedboat. My judgment may have been f***. 
fucking impaired by the fact that we're throwing a tailor at a lot of shit in a way that suggests bad judgment. Excuses. Which is why he's not going on that couch. He should be on the therapy nope. couch. He's not mobilizing. I like how Dan learns nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he just articulated in great detail why going, yes, getting a little bit of Taylor right. and going that's for right. more Taylor that's hasn't right. worked out. That is correct. I will take the consequences of believing in the little guy. What does he have to be on the therapy couch for? Yeah, you keep giving him a microphone. Stop. The reason I keep He's ecstatic. Giving, the, the reason I keep giving him a microphone is because I want to show how low Metal Ark's standards actually are at the bottom rung of our business. We'll allow anyone near a yeah, microphone. Stugatz's name is on the show already. <laughs> but that's, we, not, we need to get younger and dumber. <laughs> Taylor! <laughs> Quote, I just did Dan Lebetarp because I was a fan. And it was very dumb. End quote. I, I mean, oh, well, I don't okay. I that was know. The there was a hundred mile an hour speedboat that was also involved in the interview. We uh, were throwing, we were throwing it out to video at sea. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I mean, I'm down for dumb, but they had someone on a speedboat. They had to keep cutting to. That's funny. I mean, I thought it was funny. <laughs> And I needed to apologize to him. I trust Dan Levitard's sense of humor over Roddy Chang. Oh, come yeah. on. That was funny, Dan. Um, okay, well, you trusted Dan Levitard's sense of humor with your career more than you have Ronnie Chang's. And I've been laughing to the bank ever Armando since. Armando Baycott, a double-double. RJ Davis hasn't looked better right now. Such a great player. Such a big win against... The Duke Blue Devils. Oh, no, we're not getting Carolina talk. Yeah, getting, that's what he talks about in therapy? We're cool with Knicks and Tar Heel propaganda on here, but not Heat no, propaganda? No, for we... Carolina to win the ACC this year. Two-game lead. The lead just keeps extending in the conference. Looking like one of the best teams in all That's the what's been that's out there time. with John Skipper. John Skipper's been dying for somebody to talk North Carolina. about. He wanders the halls oh, no. wanting to talk to somebody about North Carolina. And nobody wants to talk to him about it. North Carolina just beat Duke, running around, doing too small on all of Duke's players, and we're not talking about it at all. Taylor is a lot. He's still going. Look at him. <laughs> not what I wanted from Ryan from Notre Dame. Harrison Ingram fits like a glove on this team right now, the way he plays. This team is just coming together. Elliot Cadeau not, he doesn't at the know point guard position. Therapy. He's a get true her, freshman. Get, get, get out of here. <laughs> that's not how you do therapy. You know, that's how Stugatz does therapy. Poor decision you're saying to have him on the mic. <laughs> I want to get to the recent developments in the next segment with Vince McMahon uh, because uh, what's going on, what's escalated there uh, is finally consequences coming to one of these uh, people, power-hungry egomaniacs who have so much money that they can always avoid consequences. It seems fairly obvious that some pretty probably – it looks like we're headed toward criminal issues for Vince McMahon as feds raided his house over the summer. And now we learn how it is and why it is he cashed out trying to flee – before he loses his freedom. I'll get to that next. Yeah, let's ask Taylor about that. Hey guys, it's Tony. I am very, very, very excited about the NBA playoffs. They have been incredible so far. 
Taylor, producer on the show, thanks to Game Time, took a 28-hour train ride to a Knicks game. Talking to Taylor, it was an awesome time going to the game, feeling the energy of the garden, and I really want to get out there to watch a game in the garden. And you know how I do it? Of course, the best ticket app on the planet, Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which makes getting playoff tickets even faster and easier. Prices on the Game Time app actually go down the closer it gets to tip-off with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, which is a technology I love, by the way, GameTime has tons of last-minute deals. You can save up to 60% off buying last-minute for sports, concerts, comedy, theater. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app today. Create an account. Use code DAN, D-A-N, for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DAN, D-A-N, for 20 bucks off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Dan Lebitard Show with Stugatz is brought to you by Bayer Aspirin, the official sponsor of Fans Hearts. I do think it's the very worst thing you can say when starting your Marlins manager career. It's the worst. It's not great. It's <laughs> not know, great. But it, it couldn't have said a lot worse. That... So few people speak English in that area where their stadium is. They were trying to build the Hispanic market down here. Like they were trying to get Cubans to baseball games. They go to baseball games where they go to Latin baseball games here. It's the worst thing you could say. Dan, my grandfather was still alive at that point. We had got Ozzy Guillen. I remember listening to Radio Mambi, wall-to-wall coverage of how Ozzy Guillen, they had to fire That's him. That's correct. Doesn't matter if he's never coached <laughs> a game. That is has correct. No, doesn't matter. Wall-to-wall that- Midnight to Tony, the next day. Tony, that's <laughs> fire pre, him. That is pre-Rush Limbaugh. That's when Spanish radio had no governance and none. There was nobody governing that, and he did the very worst thing that he could say. Armando Perez Roda was not happy. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> neither neither was Ludis from Kendall. She was very upset. Um, Mike, the Vince McMahon developments. I've been surprised for a long time that this guy has skated over what everyone knows is a bullying, megalomaniac, crazed person who's been running wrestling for 40 years. I remember when Vince McMahon was just a sideline reporter in wrestling. He was one of the interviewers when it was coming to cable television for the first time. I remember discovering Vince McMahon. That's how he started as a sideline? Well, he, he was owning the company at the time, but that's how he was presented. This is And Dan, being a 37-year-old man, bought it. At the time, I was a teenager, and this was my introduction, I'm not even kidding you guys, to cable television. Like, this and the Atlanta Braves were what I was watching outside of the few channels, and it was better wrestling on television than the matches I got on Saturday morning, which were all shit. It was all garbage. This was something that was well-produced and highly well-produced. I think people in our audience are familiar with Vince McMahon, his rise, the fact that he became a billionaire, and all the controversy that followed him because he resigned from a post that he ended up going back to, thinking that he was uncancelable. And this was, at the time, had been known to have signed plenty of NDAs, plenty of accusers out there. This most recent scandal, 
with Ms. Grant as the uh, uh, the plaintiff does seem to have undone his legacy. He has resigned, resigned from a position that he didn't have to resign. He could have made it a nightmare for TKO and Endeavor, but they don't lose these things. Or Emmanuel, if he wants you gone, you usually get gone. But there were a lot of interesting developments. And I've seen the um, the popular social media take that whatever booking decisions they've made with The Rock and Cody have knocked this out of the headlines. I haven't seen a lack of <laughs> Vince McMahon headlines. I've seen Rock Cody headlines alongside Vince headlines because this story can really alter the legacy of not just Vince, but that entire company. And I'll explain why. More and more people are going to get dragged into this. There were a lot of people that weren't named in that document that you can start putting together some circles, uh, circumstantial evidence of the times that they've resigned. And you could see that the company line of we found out about it, about this in real time doesn't really hold water. Because John Laurinaitis, who was named in that lawsuit, was fired last summer. TKO, being a publicly traded company, disclosed a few months ago that Vince McMahon's home was raided by federal agents. Now, is that SEC or is that the FBI? Well, the Wall Street Journal reports that four women have been talking to federal agents. And now, in that Wall Street Journal story, comes a detail that because Vince McMahon didn't follow proper company protocol and did not actually go through his legal department for the company, that these NDA agreements may be null and void. And Ms. Grant's uh, repre uh, representation has already said her law office has been inundated by victims coming over wanting to share their story. John Laurinaitis is a key figure in all of this because he was one of Vince's guys. He's their t chief talent scout, right? He was their head of talent relations. Laurinaitis is a name that wrestling fans know. Uh, brothers with Road Warrior Animal, I believe. Married to the, the mother of the Bella Twins presently as this is all going on and she has a health scare. So Laurinaitis, who was always attached at the hip of Vince McMahon, has seemingly flipped on Vince McMahon. While he has publicly denied allegations, the pivot from his representation was, like the, the plaintiff, Mr. Laurinaitis is also a victim in this. A lot of the things about having to cower to power, having, to, having felt forced and coerced into these sexual uh, relations because his boss was instilling that his job kind of went with these responsibilities, he's playing the victim card in this lawsuit, which means he is going to flip. And you have all these people flipping on Vince McMahon. You're going to see how deep this goes. The fact that it hasn't already settled. Remember how quickly the Diddy thing settled. Once we got those details, almost immediately. The fact that it hasn't yet spells a really bad recipe for the WWE, and I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg right now with what we know. Explain this part to me, okay, because this is the person who built wrestling into the monster streaming thing it is now that you just saw. What did he get? Was He sold 30% of his stake and cashed in like $800 million because of how valuable it's going to be to have this entity of his on Mondays on Netflix when the streaming Five billion dollars over hit, ten years with hit, Netflix. Okay, so he got he got some of his money. You do realize that where we're headed, Mike, when you say that this is bad for WWE, there needs to be a scapegoat, and I'm surprised that the flames are going to come and grab him. But the sport 
The sport has already cashed in above him by running him off of some of the creative, and they're going to turn him into the guy while cashing all of the money. You explain to me how this is going to affect what Nick Khan and Netflix and these people are already doing because they've cashed in on the other side of the burning building. Well, we have to acknowledge that they probably have a lot more information on, on what was going on with Vince behind the scenes and whether or not they can navigate this if this doesn't settle and we actually go through the process. A lot of people that uh, present as clean right now might not be because this was a tyrant ahead of this organization that ruled by fear. And now that the feds are kicking around and you're actually looking at federal trafficking, you're gonna, the, it's going to be disastrous for this company. And I'm not sure Ari Emanuel, Nick Khan exactly knew what they were getting into. And it's actually probably resulted in this creative pivot that they're making right now because it is convenient to have other headlines associated with it that aren't this Vince McMahon thing. The timeline of everything coming out, the Netflix deal, the respectability of this big business becoming Netflix's closest thing to live sports, simultaneously unfolding with these texts, which are like beyond the uh, genuinely awful nature of them, are just sloppily and very conspicuously and clearly recorded. Like, that's the other thing about this story, yeah. Mike. And, and, and within those texts, you know that this web extends so to several there are dozens. other bits of documentary evidence that I presume are out there if this is just part of what we're seeing above the, the sea level of it. This is, I mean, he's been accused of a lot of stuff for a long time. Yeah, if and you've watched Vice's Dark Side of the Ring, he is, he's woven so deeply within... Everything shady yes, with that. But, but that even, sport. even though people understand that this is a dirty business, I don't think they have any idea how dirty. They're about to see the underbelly of this. Oh, thing. you can revisit all the other previous uh, scandals that he's been associated with. What happened with uh, the, the Jimmy Snuka possible cold case that he ended up dying before he was found guilty of? Who was paid off there? And you look at previous accusations that also signed NDAs that are now coming to light. Really serious no, that's, allegations that's against like, him. This, uh, we're not talking about garden variety, you know, mis misconduct. We're talking about some real awful things through the evil that he's been accused of. What changed this time? Why has he not been Teflon this time? Well, the power dynamic shifted, and he has bosses, and he's now swimming with bigger fish. And even though he was a majority share, and if you look at the if you look at the numbers, he didn't really have to resign, but he did because Ari Emanuel is this credible power broker there. And right now he is trying to scrub this company clean. And what I am what I am suggesting is you have no idea how high these flames are going to reach. I didn't, th I didn't think they'd climb this high. And I would tell the public here, I would uh, warn you that what happened to Bill Cosby through Hannibal Burris took a long time. It didn't happen the first time Hannibal Burris did that. And then Bill Cosby is a criminal and is in jail and the whole thing has come down. This, these things take time, but the flames have now climbed to a place where uh, Vince McMahon is in danger of losing his freedom. Never mind. It looks like he may have cashed in on wealth, but if this goes, if this goes criminal, and now you have all sorts of women coming forward, what you run the risk of is Vince McMahon like dying in jail. There is an interesting counterpoint, though, when it comes to comparing Vince McMahon and Bill Cosby, which is that Bill Cosby presented as America's dad, Mr. Clean Cut. 
I feel like a lot of, and Mike, correct me if I'm wrong here, but a lot of Vince McMahon, his ability to get away with stuff was because he was also this character. And so the expectation for Vince was never that he's America's daddy's Mr. Clean Cut. It's that, oh, that guy's up to some stuff. Yeah, but R. Kelly, it was the same. It happened slowly with this well, stuff. I, th I think it's different. R, R. Kelly and this is different because what Pablo's saying is Vince played a heel on TV. Like an actual, yeah, I'm the yeah. bad guy, the evil businessman. And so what does it take for the bosses to be like, we can't play into that advantage when it comes to uh, laundering Vince McMahon's uh, character? I think we're about to find out. I think we crossed that tipping point with, even though he's not named in the lawsuit, you can see that there's a pretty concerted effort now on going to scrub Brock Lesnar as he was uh, not by, not called out by name, but everyone's pieced together that he was a superstar in question. This goes to, you can start looking at resignations that have happened recently in, in new light. This, this goes all the way up to the top because the top is the central figure in all of this. And everybody, because of the power dynamic, had to kind of look past stuff, you would assume. And if this thing actually goes to trial, which it appears at this point it is, it is going to change forever how you look at a place that you never even really gave much credence to anyways when we come from a moral high ground. It is going to shock everyone. Just got to rub some of the rock on it, Mike. Don't worry. Well, that's a playbook. Stuka out here for my friends over at Simply Safe. When you travel, do concerns back home nag you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? That's why I recommend investing in Simply Safe Home Security today for award winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. I've had Simply Safe in my home for many years now. The peace of mind it gives me, especially during the summertime when I'm all over the place, is incredible because I know the things I care about, the things I value back home. I can always keep an eye on it using Simply Safe's indoor and outdoor cameras. So do me a favor. Before you head out on your next vacation, make sure to protect your whole home with Simply Safe variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, plus add sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, no contracts to worry about, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. So right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash DLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.